0: I'm Charles Payne. I'm Kat Timpf. I'm Stuart Varney. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, October 12th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. President Biden has pledged American support for Israel as their war with Hamas continues. Not only have American lives been lost, but Americans are also being held hostage right now within Gaza. But well, now American military assets are being moved to the region, and many are wondering... Are we stretching our military resources too thin between both Israel and Ukraine?
1: We just got off a phone call with the senior Pentagon official who's dealing with um, armed shipments to Israel, and she assured us that they were able to keep the shipments to both countries going simultaneously.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We've got two major wars going on in two different parts of the world, and the United States is heavily involved in both of them. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said Thursday there are no plans to send U.S. troops into Israel to help in the fight against Hamas, but we're still providing other forms of military support.
1: The USS Ford carrier strike group was already in the Mediterranean and was moved to the eastern Mediterranean. It's now on station off the coast of Israel and is basically being sent there to send a very strong message to Iran and to Hezbollah not to broaden this conflict.
0: Our guest today is Fox News chief national security correspondent Jennifer Griffin reporting from the Pentagon.
1: They want to keep the conflict contained to the Gaza Strip, and Israel is now preparing for a ground invasion into Gaza, and they don't want Israel to have to fight on multiple fronts. And so this is a way to say to Israel's enemies and to other adventurists in the the region who might want to distract from what's going on in Gaza, uh, don't you dare, because this is the U.S. uh, military's Largest, newest, and as they describe it, the baddest um, aircraft carrier uh, in the—you know—it's—it's it's the first time that an aircraft carrier has been built in 40 years, and this thing has uh, is so. Unbelievable in terms of the number in terms of its size it's about three football fields long it has squadrons of a10s f 16s f15s on on its flight deck about five thousand u s sailors on board um, it can do all any number of operations it will not be involved in the fighting in Gaza that is not something that Israel needs um, Israel has its own navy uh, but it is there to send a very strong message to the region but it also will be joined in two weeks' time from the USS Eisenhower, which is en route. It's taking off actually tomorrow from Norfolk, and it'll take about two weeks to get to the eastern Mediterranean. No decision yet as to whether both carriers will stay there, uh, though we're hearing that uh, the Ford has been extended, and it will be uh, likely two carriers in the Med, which is really quite a a show of force. Uh, Then we also learned, uh, John, that 2,200 U.S. Marines that were taking part in an exercise in Kuwait— they had their uh, training exercise ended short. Uh, they were, had been there just 48 hours, and they were told to get back on the USS Bataan. Um, this is a the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit, which is capable of U.S. special operations. Now, I don't need to tell you that with American hostages and other hostages being held in in uh, Gaza— uh, there could be a role at some point. Uh, if if U.S. special operators are needed, um, this this would be one of the groups that would be on standby. Um, that being said, the Secretary of State was in Israel today. He gave very strong, passionate uh, uh, support to Israel. Uh, his description of seeing the images of those who had been killed in the Hamas terror attack over the weekend, um, you could tell he was very moved. He's a, a son of Holocaust survivors and and um and it it was very very moving to him uh and what he Uh, Said was that no U.S. boots on the ground. Uh, Israel has not asked for U.S. boots on the ground. Israel has not asked for U.S. special operators to help in the Gaza Strip. So that is not on the table at this point in time. But the U.S. already had a few special operators attached to the embassy who are doing training exercises, and they've set up uh, intelligence-sharing networks on the ground in Israel. Um, There's an FBI hostage rescue team there. Uh, There are any number of ways that the U.S. is trying to help help israel with this hostage crisis that involves americans
0: so you've got the united states of america showing support for israel by sending of course this carrier strike group to the region the other military assets that you mentioned the top diplomat is there anthony blinken but jennifer we're still getting reports that hezbollah militants in lebanon are firing rockets into the northern part of israel and that they've actually even fired an anti-tank missile uh, towards some troops there too Does this show that maybe all this American force isn't deterring some of these other militants if they're trying to open up another front of this war in the northern part of Israel?
1: I wouldn't say so, because I don't think it's clear yet that Hezbollah is opening another front. If Hezbollah were opening another front, we would see it. They have 100,000 rockets, Katusha rockets and uh, rockets that can hit Israeli cities. He, they have not launched those. This is almost like a probing attacks to say, hey, don't forget about us. We're still here. But this is not being considered the opening of a new front yet on, on the northern border. And in fact, we heard General C.Q. Brown, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs at NATO headquarters yesterday. Yesterday say that he had not seen any intelligence suggesting that Hezbollah did want to get into the fight. Everybody's on pins and needles seeing what Hezbollah does. But some of these, the little bit of activity that we've seen on the northern border, I would not say uh, constitutes the opening of a a new front. We would have seen thousands of, of rockets landing on northern Israel if Hezbollah had decided to get in on the game.
0: Well, Israel does have that Iron Dome system to try and repel the rockets that are shot in there. It's obviously been very busy recently with the rocket exchanges going on between Hamas and Israel. What is the United States' role in that, in replenishing the ammunition for Israel?
1: Huge role. Um, now remember, the Iron Dome interceptors are built in Israel by Rafael. The, that's the um, defense manufacturer. It was developed in, con- in conjunction with the U.S. But what it, what Israel needs right now are some of the replacement interceptors that maybe the U.S. had stored uh, prepositioned in Israel. There, there were, uh, you know, they've kept about two billion dollars worth of weaponry inside Israel. So some of that is going to be shared with Israel at this time. There's some uh, interceptors. There's some talk of the Iron Dome, um, the system itself, which we have two of them here in the U.S., of sending those to Israel. Uh, The U.S. has already had weapon shipments landing in in southern Israel at the Nevatim Air Base. They're sending small arms. Uh, They're also... Uh, small diameter munitions uh, they're sending. And um, what was notable today, the meeting at NATO headquarters was that the Israeli defense minister called into that meeting and gave a very strong statement and received a great deal of um, solidarity and support from the NATO ministers that were meeting to talk about the Ukraine conflict. So uh, all of the the messaging coming out of NATO this today and yesterday suggested that the allies in Europe... Europe and the United States want to keep the Ukraine and Israeli issue uh, together united. They see both of them as uh, a defense of democracies that are under attack from anti-democratic forces.
0: It's a huge trip overseas for Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who landed in Israel on Thursday to stand side by side with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and pledge American support for Israel's war against Hamas. There are other pieces on this Middle Eastern chessboard that the United States has to watch out for, including in both Lebanon and Syria. Plus, don't forget about Iran. We've got Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin on the line today from the Pentagon, and we're picking her brain about how exactly America can help Israel in this fight. We'll have much more coming your way next. And I'm worried about do the resources being stretched thin here, Jennifer. We mentioned the United States replenishing for the Iron Dome and giving weaponry to Israel. We're already, of course, we've given billions of dollars worth of military weapons to Ukraine. And a lot of that has been ammunition as well. Even before this thing with Gaza and Israel, there were concerns that the United States military may be running low on ammo because we've given so much to Ukraine. Now, if we're supplying two different countries in two different wars, does this threaten America's preparedness for military action if necessary?
1: Well, some of the weapons being used in Ukraine and that are needed by Ukraine are not the same weapons that are needed in Israel right now. A lot of the weapons needed in Israel involve air um, air missiles, um, uh, the kind of hellfire missiles or m- missile interceptors like the Iron Dome. Uh, Ukraine is not using the Iron Dome. That's uniquely a system um, that Israel has. And, and so those missiles are really separate from the Ukraine conflict. They wouldn't be going to Ukraine. Um, the The area that I think you have to take a look at are the 155 millimeter um, shells. Those had been stretched and and the United States has ramped up its production of those shells because they weren't able to keep pace with how fast they were, the burn rate, if you will, of how the Ukrainian military was using the 155 millimeter shells. Uh, The Merkova tanks and the the other uh, artillery that the Israelis are using they might need those same one hundred and fifty five millimeter shells so industry is going to be stretched and and but it had already been ramped up the Pentagon had already in the last uh, year uh, started to you know broaden out their their contracts and and um, and that had been accelerated so we just got off a phone call with the senior Pentagon official who's dealing with um, arm shipments to Israel, and she assured us that they were able to keep the shipments to both countries going simultaneously. But obviously, there are realities. Uh, that as As both conflicts, which seem somewhat open ended at this point, drag on, uh, you know, resources aren't limitless. But I think sometimes we fixate on on the billion dollars figures that that um, in terms of the aid to Ukraine. I think it's uh, Thirty-six billion at this point in weaponry, um, and you know every year the U.S. gives three point eight billion dollars of um, military aid to Israel. They've done so. They the last package is a ten-year package, so that's you know that's that's a, that's a lot of um, three point eight a year times ten. You know that's that's a lot of uh, weaponry. The U.S. military, the reason the, U, the Pentagon has such a large budget is that they are prepared for these kind of contingencies. Um, but does it put pressure on industry to keep producing? Yes. And, and you know, what would happen today if China decided to invade Taiwan? Then you would see the U.S. military stretched. But right now, if this stays contained to two conflicts, um, uh, they, we are assured that there's plenty of uh, munitions to supply both conflicts.
0: Details all the way down to the bullet. Jennifer Griffin, Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent, reporting for the Pentagon. Jen, thanks for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. We always love having you.
1: Thank you, John.